If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. The following content is brought to you by Mr. Fister, Eric Smith, Orange Thunder, and Abigail 13. Hey everybody, it's Bill, and this is episode 600. Yeah, that's right, episode 600 of Nintendo Switchcraft. I've been doing this for a while now, and I've been having so much fun doing it, but 600 episodes, I cannot believe it. Thank you to everybody who listens to this show um, it just wouldn't be the same without you guys. Uh, thank you to the people who come to the live chat. You guys are awesome as well. Um, I do want to take a second and talk about that live chat. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll tackle that at the end of the show. I think instead let's, let's get right into episode 600 and talk about, uh, what we're going to talk about on this episode. Uh, we've got game and watch pre-orders are, uh, starting to show up. Um, you can use a very odd controller on the Nintendo Switch if you've got the right uh, piece of hardware. There's some very creative people making courses with Mario Kart Live, and Retro Studios is getting a fresh cone of paint. Uh, those stories, well, I was going to say and more, but I think that's it. Those are the stories that we're going to be talking about today on episode 600 of Nintendo Switchcraft. Stick around, everyone. All right, let's get started. We all knew that this item was going to be difficult to obtain, without a doubt. Everybody knew that ahead of time. Uh, this is the Nintendo Game & Watch Super Mario Brothers. And if you are a, a really old person, like myself, then you probably remember the Game & Watch systems. I've got one here. This is the one, uh, the one I'm holding up for our live chat is Donkey Kong 2 and... Uh, this thing was fantastic. I don't have any batteries in it right now, but it does work. And um, the Game & Watch, like this thing, it was my watch. Like I carried this thing around in my pocket when I was a kid. I pl played uh, so much Donkey Kong 2. I was a master at this game. It was absolutely fantastic. It had a little L L LCD screen. Sorry, I had trouble getting that out. I had a little LCD. Well, I had a pair of LCD screens, uh, very, very similar to the design of the 3DS. It has two screens in a clamshell design, and um, you would move uh, Donkey Kong Jr. up to try and rescue uh, Donkey Kong, who was trapped up at the top. And it was it was like you know the the old you know if you look at an L L C D or L E D L C D watch uh, where all of the different things are on there and just different ones are lit up at a different time. That's how this thing worked, and I loved this thing. It was awesome, and so when it came up on eBay, I had to buy it because I didn't have mine anymore. Uh, but now, 
Nintendo is remaking it. Now, this the one that, that Nintendo is remaking does not have a clamshell design. Uh, it's just half of one of these, but that's actually um, how some of the Game & Watch systems were. They didn't all have that clamshell design like my copy of Donkey Kong 2 did. Uh, but it's got a D-pad on the left. It's got an A button and a B button on the right, along with the buttons for game, time, pause, and set, just like just like the game and watch that I'm holding in my hand. The only difference is that this one that I have in my hand has just a jump button, and the Super Mario Brothers one has an A and a B. And when Nintendo announced this thing that is a clock and has a color screen and uh, has some old Mario games on there, I immediately wanted one. I'm not going to buy one because there's no way I'm going to be able to get my hands on one. Uh, But pre-orders are starting, places where you can pre-order them are starting to show up. Um, In the show notes... There is a link in the show notes that will take you to um, an Amazon link that will it's currently says currently unavailable. And there's a little button that you can press that says email me when it is available. I'm, of course, going to click on that because I want one of these things because it's really, really cool. Uh, here's what Nintendo says about it. It says get your hands on a new piece of Super Mario Brothers history with a collectible Game & Watch system. Play the whole Super Mario Brothers game and save the Mushroom Kingdom. Challenge yourself by taking on Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels. That's Super Mario Brothers 2 in Japan. Uh, watch out for Super Mario-inspired surprises as the time changes in the included digital clock. And juggle Super Mario Brothers style in a Mario version of Game and Watch Ball. There was a game called Ball uh, that was a Game and Watch game back when they had these Game and Watch games. They you know, they only had one game on them. Things couldn't be incredibly complicated the way that they are now. Uh, there's links in our show notes over at runjumpstomp.com. This is episode 600. They will take you to the Amazon link. They will take you to the Best Buy link. But here's what I recommend to everybody. And um, if you have not already joined our community Discord... All right, runjumpstomp.com to join the community Discord. If you haven't already joined that and you want to get your hands on this thing, there's a channel in our Discord called um, oh, Now in Stock. I think that's the name of it. It's obvious which channel I'm talking about. Join the Discord, scroll down, find the Now in Stock channel, and just make absolutely sure that that channel is not muted. Even if you're not a Discord person, you're like, nah, I don't want to deal with Discord. Mute everything except for that channel. And then when somebody sees that one of these things is in stock, because these are going to be really, really hard to find. When somebody sees that one of these things are stock are in stock, they're going to buy it if they want it. And then they're going to post the link to the item that is now in stock with the at everybody tag. And that means everybody who doesn't have that channel muted will get an alert on your phone. Your phone will go dingy ding. And then you look at it and you're like, oh my gosh, I can get the Nintendo game and watch Super Mario Brothers. So if you are interested in that, join the Discord. There's over 1,500 other people in the Discord that can help you get this item. And uh, I, I, you know, best of luck to everybody. 
Um, also, go to Amazon and make sure that you uh, click on the email me button. Although, I've never, <laughs> I've done that a lot of times. And I have never received an email from Amazon that has said, hey, that thing you wanted to know about is in stock now. Never. I don't know what that button is supposed to do, but it does not email me when things are supposed to happen. So your better bet is to join the community discord uh, so that people can help you get the new Game & Watch system that is definitely going to be hard to find and Nintendo has, they've specifically said it is a collector's item that is not going to be around for very long. Well, this is really odd. Um, the the DualShock, no, not DualShock, the DualSense, I hate how... I, it, it, is it weird that Sony names their controllers? Like the Xbox controller is the Xbox controller, unless it's like the fancy expensive one, and then it's the Elite. The Nintendo Switch controller, well, I mean, they call it the Joy-Cons, and then there's the Pro controller. But all of that makes sense to me. When when Sony names it, they're like, it's the DualShock or the DualSense. And that always seemed weird, like it's an odd name for a controller. Maybe I'm, maybe that's just me. I don't know. Um, Bill, this is a Nintendo show. <laughs> Why are you talking about the DualSense controller? Well, there are people who are, you know, they have a DualSense controller, and they wanted to see what else it would work on, so they decided to try it with the Nintendo Switch. Now, it won't pair with the Nintendo Switch via Bluetooth. However, if you have an 8-bit do or 8-bit do, I don't know how you're supposed to say it. If you've got an ad- an adapter from them, which I do, uh, I'm not going to grab it right now. It's hooked up to the RetroPie that's on the screen behind me um, because that's how I you I have a a little I have a little dongle that uh, adapter that hooks up to the RetroPie and then I have wireless controllers uh, to play my games with but this uh the 8-bit dough adapter allows you to have a bluetooth con- uh connection with any device that will connect to it and this guy broken games hdr on twitter uh they were able to pair a, a dual sense controller to their Nintendo Switch by using the 8-bit do adapter or 8-bit do adapter. And they showed a little Twitter video on how to do it. Um, it just detects it as a pro controller, which is basically the same thing that happens when I connect any 8-bit do controller to my uh, Nintendo Switch. It's like, oh yeah, that's a pro controller. Um, look, there's, there's a lot of really cool things about the DualSense controller, from what I hear. I haven't I haven't used it myself, but a lot of people are saying very cool things about the adaptive triggers um, and some of the other stuff with the 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 um, uh, the haptic feedback with the uh, DualSense controller. None of that stuff is going to do what you want it to do on a Nintendo Switch because these games aren't made to with those particular features in mind. Now I will say this. I'm curious 
if uh, people who've who've done this, I'm curious how the HD rumble works because that is one thing that the Switch does have. The Switch has um, uh, HD rumble. You know, like what is HD rumble? Well, basically, it's two motors instead of one, and so you can kind of feel on the left or on the right where things are happening. The best example that Nintendo would probably give would be one, two switch, which I haven't played. Um, they've got a game where you hold a joy con in your hand and you move it around and it's supposed to feel like you've got a little wooden, uh, box with some little, um, metal spheres in it. And you're supposed to be able to count how many spheres are in the box by moving the joy con around and how it feels in your hand. Uh, that's like the game, the, for me, the best uh, the best experience that I had with um, HD HD Rumble was when I was playing Blaster Master Zero when the Switch first came out. There was this level in it where uh, you walk into the into the room. This is what, during one of the top down uh, missions. You walk into the room and there's a wave of water that is going across the screen from one side to the other, and as I was playing the game, I could feel the water moving across the screen from one side to the other, which I thought was really, really cool. Not many, there's not a whole lot of um, companies, developers that that take advantage of HD Rumble. Some of them do. Most of them just ignore it. And that's because this is the same thing with like the Wii U touchscreen the same thing with motion controls, uh, you know, the the gyro, uh, because not everybody has it. Not everybody has HD rumble. So, like, because the Xbox doesn't have HD rumble, a lot of developers say, well, that's a big chunk of our player base that is never going to use this feature, so we'll just ignore this feature. Uh, and I, I anticipate that a lot of the same things are going to happen with the haptic feedback uh, for the PS5, the haptic fe- feedback on the DualSense controller with those adaptive triggers on the DualSense controller because the Xbox uh, controller isn't taking advantage of them. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong about this. And the reason I think that it's possible that I'm wrong is because everybody who has their hands on these controllers are saying how awesome they are and that this is the game changer for next-gen stuff far more than better graphics are. So maybe publishers will say, all right, you know what? Uh, Let's make sure that we get our developers to do that, to take advantage of those things. And that might push Nintendo. Okay, it's not going to push Nintendo to do jack because Nintendo does what Nintendo does. But it might push um, Microsoft to integrate things like this. Does that mean that... I saw Spawnwave uh, tweet out that he was wondering if Microsoft would take advantage of some of these features with like a, a new controller, like mid-gen. It's possible, but at the same time, I feel like that's very, it, it's unlikely. And the reason why I think it's unlikely uh, and I have a lot of respect for, for Spawnwave, but uh, the reason why I think it's unlikely is because of that least common denominator factor. 
Um, do we want to put a bunch of work into getting this thing to happen if not everybody in our uh, customer base is going to benefit from that? Only the people who go out and buy this second controller are going to benefit from that. I don't know. Uh, I think it's cool that the DualSense works on Nintendo Switch, but I, I'm curious. If you're somebody who has a PS5 and a Nintendo Switch and an 8-bit dough adapter, uh, pair them up, and I want to know about the HD Rumble. What's it like? Is it better than the Nintendo Switch HD Rumble? That's That's my real question here. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Retro Studios. You guys remember Retro Studios? They are the company that is currently working on Metroid Prime 4. Just a quick recap for everybody who is unaware. Metroid Prime uh, 4 was announced well before it should have been. Nintendo made, I don't want to say that they made a mistake, but they made the announcement uh, E3 2017, and it was a necessary announcement. Here's why it's a necessary announcement. They uh, were launching Metroid Samus Returns on the 3DS. Now, bringing this big franchise to the 3DS in a year when you have just announced your new hardware would, I'm sure, because people are always looking for a reason to get upset about stuff, tick off a whole bunch of Switch owners. I think that everybody would agree with me there. Uh, A bunch of people would get really mad about that because people always want to be mad about something. Uh, So they would have gotten super mad about that. So in order to avoid that, Nintendo announced Metroid Prime 4 with just a graphic saying, hey, Metroid Prime 4 is in development. We are working on it. Fast forward, uh, I think it was a little more than a year, maybe maybe a year and a half, and uh, they had whoever was in charge, I can't remember who it was, uh, basically say, this is not up to our standards. We can do better. Uh, so we're scrapping everything that we have on Metroid Prime 4 and starting from scratch with Retro Studios, which I think a lot of people were happy with. I mean, let's think about it for a second. The that, That's the company that made the other three Metroid Prime games. Um, about half of the development staff that worked on Metroid Prime 3 are still at Retro, uh, although there's less than 10 of the 40-plus team that made the original Metroid Prime are still there. But still, 
there's about half of the people who worked on the previous game still working at Retro Studios. So everybody was like, hey, that's good. Um, have them work on it. We, we were fans of those games. Uh, we should have it made by the same people. And so it is being made by the same people. Recently, however, I mean, and, and, and ever since that announcement, everybody has been waiting with bated breath. How long is it going to take for this game to come out? We have no idea. And there's there's a lot of people who are looking at um, this, this, you know, this uh, headline and they're saying Retro Studios is remodeling its headquarters in 2021 to aid development of Metroid Prime 4. Oh, woe is me. Metroid Prime 4 is going to be pushed back even further. They have to rebuild their headquarters. I don't think that that's necessarily true. Um, Look, they have this huge uh, office space and they want to make it bigger. Now, does that mean that this is going to change the development of Metroid Prime 4? Maybe, but... I think personally it might speed things up because they're increasing their office space to almost 40,000 square feet, which means now they're going to have a whole lot more room. Now, why do you increase the amount of room that you have if you want to bring in a whole bunch more people? Why do you bring in a whole bunch more people to make it happen faster? So this might actually um, speed things up. But it may also have zero impact on it at all. I mean, a lot of people are working from home. You know, a lot of people are working from home. And um, like this is the kind of thing that has to happen every once in a while. Retro moved into the current headquarters um, over a decade ago. So, you know, you've been in the same place for 10 years. It might be time for a fresh coat of paint. Uh, What does it really mean? Nobody knows except for Retro Studios and Nintendo, and they're not going to tell us anything. We know they're not going to tell us anything. One more story, and then I'm going to talk to you about the live chat, and then we're going to get out of here. Uh, This one's going to be real quick, though. I was getting ready for the show. Let me make sure that that's muted. I was getting ready for the show, and I was going through the the subreddit for uh, slash r slash Nintendo Switch, and I was looking for stories, and I saw this. And I said to myself, self, this is amazing. So somebody has completely recreated the actual Rainbow Road from Super Mario Kart on the Super NES. Uh, It's color-coded. It's got these little stars for like a border for you to go around. Uh, And they've recreated it in Mario Kart Live. It is fantastic. This has to be seen to be believed so my recommendation to you, if you want to see this, uh, this guy has a, a, a YouTube channel called Mario Kart Maker. Uh, I, I'm guessing that they're going to make a whole bunch of these. Uh, you've got to see this. Go to runjumpstomp.com and follow the link in the show notes for episode 600 so that you can see what this looks like because it looks really, really cool. I mean, 
God, I'm looking at it again right now. They even have like a backdrop of stars with like like this black sheet with uh, yellow stars painted on it or, or taped to it or something so that the background looks authentic. It's very cool. Bowser in chat is saying, I'm not nearly that creative. Yeah, me, neither am I. This is brilliant and I I I want to see more. So I'm going to go I'm going to subscribe to this person so that I can see more stuff from them because that's that's awesome. That's a brilliant idea. I never would have thought of that. Uh absolutely cool. I know it's an audio podcast and you guys are like I can't see that. I understand. You got to go look for it. runjumpstomp.com. This is episode 600 of Nintendo Switchcraft. Uh you've got to see this to be believed. All right. Uh, real quick, I'm not going to get into all of the details. Um, I am considering ditching Twitch. Uh, I don't like um, the way that they're doing advertisements. Every like every single time that you click on it, there's like some stupid ad, and it drives me crazy. It used to be a long time ago that uh, if I wanted to avoid that, then I could just be a Twitch Prime member, and I wouldn't have to watch uh, ads on Twitch. Unfortunately, that's no longer the case, and it hasn't been the case for a while, but now they're doing, like, they're really going hard on the ads. And then recently they even added, like, midstream ads where you would be watching a stream and an ad would just come up. That's really irritating. They've also made some like partnered with people who have made questionable decisions in the past and uh, like some real slime balls. And I'm not going to be specific about to who I just, I I'm feeling like I'm not very happy with the platform as a whole. Um, People in chat have told me that sometimes the ads will load and then it won't show the stream at all. So people will be like, Oh, they're offline. Uh, And then you have to refresh in order to see it. So um, I, I haven't made a decision yet. I may m- move over to streaming on YouTube instead of streaming on Twitch. Um, because I, I just don't like what Twitch is doing. Um, uh, but you know what, just, I'll let you know before I make a decision, uh, well in advance so that, uh, people will say, all right, well, I'm not going to sub over there on, on Bill's Twitch channel. Um, you know, sub to somebody else. I understand. Uh, but I just wanted to give people a warning that I am thinking about this. I haven't decided yet. Uh, anyway, moving on, let's get out of here. I want to say thank you to all of the people, um, all of the people that uh, have joined our our Patreon over at Patreon.com/slash/RunJumpStomp. We just did um, a, a deal for the month of October where people could sign up for a full year and get two months free. That is now over. Uh, This month, if you sign up for a year of Patreon, you get a month free, uh, which isn't as good a deal as October, but it's still a pretty good deal. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who took advantage of that. You guys are really, really awesome. I I appreciate the support. Uh, You guys are fantastic. And now I'm vamping because I accidentally closed Patreon. And I have to thank the people who have pledged at our... um, at our producer level. Uh, if you join for early access, that's uh, the early access club. That's five bucks a month. You get all of the shows um, early 
including episodes of 143 pixels a couple of months early sometimes. Uh, as soon as I get those things finished, they come out. Um, if you join at the Buck a Month Club, you get no ads at all. And then there's the Producer Club, which means I shout you out at the end of the show. So uh, Matt Hadfield, John Eisenmanger, Bowser13, uh, not Bowser13, yeah, Bowser13, sorry. Um, I, now I'm starting to doubt if that's the name. That's got to be the name, right? Yeah, Travis McGuire, Joycephine, and um, one more to 600 Nobel. This is 600. So thank you very much to everybody that is supporting that way. Uh, if you want to check out a link to uh, the Patreon, a link to our Discord, a link to Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all that stuff, it's all found at runjumpstomp.com. This has been episode 600. Here's to 600 more. Um, good God, 600 more. That's crazy to me. All right, I'm out of here. See you guys. Bye-bye.